Hi, everybody. Welcome to Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Joined today by Bo Wolf as Eagles wrap up day two here at the NovaCare Complex. Still practices, training sessions closed to the public. That will not be the case from this point forward starting tomorrow. Absolutely. Lincoln Financial Field tomorrow. An unbelievable, fun for the whole family event. Eagles Alumni Day, and more importantly, Dave, we get to see the pads go on these players for the first time. Yeah, so we learn a little bit more about a roster that has changed so much. The Eagles, of course, with a roster addition on Monday, bringing the total to 90 players, so the roster is full, and the depth chart starting to look a little bit more concrete. A little bit, even though Chip Kelly continues to tell us that there's no such thing as a depth chart in early summer. Let's get you caught up on everything going on with the day. Our 360 update. Alex Smith out on the practice fields here at the NovaCare Complex. Day two of Eagles camp is in the books. Hi everyone, Alex Smith here with your 360 update presented by Sports Authority. While yesterday it was Chip Kelly, Sam Bradford and the Eagles offense taking center stage, today the spotlight shifted over to the defense. Eagles defensive coordinator Bill Davis kicked things off with his pre-practice press conference and when he was asked about the recent trade of Brandon Boykin, he spoke about how comfortable he and the rest of the Eagles coaching staff is with the Eagles secondary group. We are going to mix and match and move everybody around and it's neat to have the ability from both the skill set from the players in the secondary and a football intelligence set. Uh, we've got multiple positions that can move around both from a talented where you know, a guy can play corner safety and nickel or corner and nickel or safety in, in corner uh, and we'll move them around until we find the best fit. One of the players that was highlighted by Davis today was Nolan Carroll, who spent most of last season as the Eagles starting dimebacker. This time around, Carroll is competing for that outside corner spot and Davis has been very pleased with what he's seen. Early in the season, uh, Nolan has all the skill to set to start and he did in Miami and we're very happy with the all. He had one of the best off seasons I've been around. He really has from uh, every competition, I think he won uh, maybe every competition that we had in the offseason uh, to his technique that he's diving into. Uh, Nolan has been a starter in the NFL, and we viewed him as a starter last year. Early on, we kept trying to rotate, and he had some hamstring and different issues that, that kind of as we went along. I didn't get him in there enough, and I probably should have. That's on me. Uh, but we've got all the confidence in Nolan to compete for that other starting corner spot. We also caught up with Carroll himself. And the veteran spoke about finally getting the chance to compete for that starting spot on the outside. He just wanted us always to compete every single day and come in with that mindset to always try and get better and make everybody else around you better. Another veteran member of the Eagles secondary is safety Malcolm Jenkins. Today Jenkins spoke at the podium about the Eagles defense not missing a beat despite all the new faces. I'm very comfortable. You know, when you got guys on the outside that are holding their own and, and, and you don't mind leaving them on an island, um, and then you put Walter Thurman next to me, who's, who's making plays and, and is instinctual and has played a lot of football. Um, it takes a little bit of um, the, the burden off of me being the quarterback of the secondary when you got guys that um, you know put in the work and, and know what they're doing and, and, and uh, you can hold them accountable. So this, this spring and then the first couple practices we have so far um, have been really good. I think we've, we're starting to gel a little bit as a, uh, as a unit, um, getting some new guys in that are some young guys too that are getting some reps and are fitting in well. Um, you know, and everybody's, everybody's willing to compete day in and day out. And I think that's a good um, mentality to have when we're trying to be the best unit uh, in this league. And, you know, every day we come out here um, and lay it on the line. But the Eagles defense can't have all the fun today. So let's switch sides back over to the offense and hear from DeMarco Murray on how he feels through his first few days of training camp as an Eagle. I do. Yeah, I definitely do. I've been here for a couple months and 
um, become a part of this team. And um, great team, great group of guys, great group of coaches, and a great organization. So, um, like I said, I definitely feel like an eagle. And uh, working with these guys has been been, um, been amazing. So I'm happy. And to hear more from DeMarco Murray as well as all the other stories from day two of Eagles camp, be sure to keep it right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Well, good stuff there from Alex, Dave, and on the other side, we're going to hear from the fans a little bit. Yeah, it's our Twitter mailbag here, at Eagles Shows on Twitter. We'll get to those. We've got Zach Ertz, Eagles tight end, coming into studio. We expect a big year from him. And Ross Tucker with his first installment. We're breaking down some of the basics of football, that and a whole lot more as we go inside training camp presented by Xfinity here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. How's it progressing with the prisoner? He'll tell us everything he knows very shortly, sir. As you were. Where were we? 1974. Service! If your boss stops by, you act like you're working. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to Geico. It's what you do. What makes a temple owl? Meet Stella. She's wise fierce and she's not alone temple university where owls call home we are the cherry and white the city is our classroom and we lead the rush hour making our mark on every field around the world a world without temple well that's like the sky without the north star temple never stopping Back to Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity. Dave Spadaro, Bo Wolf. Time for some of your questions for this 2015 team. It's our Twitter mailbag here on Inside Training Camp. Bo, let's begin with this question from at EJ Hernan. When new players join the team, what are the top three values slash expectations you aim to instill, Bo? That's a pretty deep question, Dave. Yeah, I'm is. not sure exactly how to begin to answer that. Maybe it's a, a better question for Chip. But I would say the two biggest hurdles somebody has to overcome when coming into this organization is first of all you have to learn the nomenclature the scheme that you're going to play in and then you have to learn how things run athletically you have to get up to speed physically to be able to handle the tempo of these practices from there once you can overcome that and you can sort of start to play football and not think so much that's when I think you see the the growth being made I go with values expectations teamwork understanding that you are here you are not better than anybody else in this locker room or this organization, then obviously the willingness to work really, really hard because Chip does work this team extremely hard, and that's something that takes a bit of getting used to. The tempo is high, and while they don't bring players down to the ground tackling, you understand that you better be in the best shape of your life to be a Philadelphia Eagle. All right, let's Agreed? go to the second question, Dave. This one's a little more my speed, less theoretical, more, more who's it going to be? Who will be the starting cornerback next to Byron Maxwell? That's courtesy of at Sergio Estrada 7. Well, I'm going to go right now with Nolan Carroll. I think he's had just a quantum leap from last year to this year. 
very physical. The Eagles want to press successfully. They want to use their technique correctly. And he's been one of the most impressive players in this camp and in the spring. And I give that nod myself right now to Nolan Carroll over some young players who in the long run may be better players, but right now it's Nolan Carroll. Yeah, I think Eric Rowe is maybe the primary competitor for Nolan Carroll at that spot right now. And I think you could see a situation where maybe halfway through the season, Eric Rowe makes enough gains, makes enough strides that he overtakes that position. But certainly right now it's Nolan Carroll's spot to lose. What's so interesting is everybody you talk to, Chip Kelly, Bill Davis, Corey Unlin, even some of the players on this team say how outstanding an offseason Nolan Carroll had, how leaps and bounds better than everybody else he was. I don't even, it's, what does that mean for a player to yeah. be that good in the offseason? It's hard for me to understand I think it's how, how you, that works. When a new coach comes in and says, this is what we want you to do, go out and show your technique. I think it's something that came very naturally to Nolan, something that he wanted to be part of when he signed up last year. Remember, last year he came in and was kind of thrown into that quasi-linebacker role, and that really changed things for Nolan Carroll. He's comfortable in this role and we will see him, I think, early on, certainly in the preseason, as the starter at cornerback. And when the pads go on and other teams come in, when the Baltimore Ravens come in, we'll get a better feel for just where Nolan is as a cornerback here. All right, question number three in our Twitter mailbag. Why haven't the Eagles incorporated the tight ends into the pass game for greater depth? Well, I reject the notion of this question. I think the tight ends are very much a, a part of this offense not only Brent Selleck and Zach Ertz, but everybody else who's here. I mean, Zach Ertz had 15 catches in a game last season. What, well, what more incorporation? I, I understand. I'd like to see a little bit more but Zach Ertz. 15 but. catches of his 58 catches last year, meaning he only had 43 in the other 15 games. I think what the question really refers to is the way the NFL is working now, that these tight ends, the Jimmy Grahams, the Gronks of the world, are such dominant pass catchers. Uh, to me, the reason is the Eagles want to spread things around. They've got Darren Sproles. They've got Jordan Matthews. They've got weapons across the board. I don't think Chip Kelly wants to throw all of his attention into one receiver, one position. I think his preference is to move things around. I would agree with that. And I think the one area where I think maybe you would like to see a little bit more from the tight ends, especially Zach Ertz, would be in the red zone where the Eagles struggled at times last season. Perhaps that'll be the case this Absolutely year. Absolutely struggled last year in the red zone, something they must improve in 2015. Keep your questions coming. We'll read them here on Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity. Go to at Eagles Shows on Twitter and hit us up with some questions. We thank you very much for day number one of that. When we return to Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity, Zach Ertz, incidentally, in studio. He's had a busy, busy, busy offseason. We'll hear all about it when we return. With Xfinity, stream your recordings anywhere or download them to your smartphone or tablet to watch when you're offline. Oh, now it'd be nice. Let's take it on the train. Awesome. Or on a plane. This will work in a plane. You can even watch on the moon. <laughs> Call or click today. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. Those are our seats. At this one time, we can't be there. Please treat them right. To get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place the fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. 
Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. Regional rail. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Broad Street Line. To my parkway. Market Frankfurt Line. All night. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro with Eagles tight end Zach Ertz, who is not only a great football player, he's trying to become a bit of a journalist here. <laughs> ZachErtz86.com. Make sure you visit it. Really interesting stuff. Um, let's talk about that before we talk about yeah. football and the, the message you want to get out to fans. Uh, it's just a view, my viewpoint, personal viewpoint, one-on-one. I'm able to write down what I want the fans to see, a kind of different perspective from what they get each and every day from the media. Uh, so it's a lot of fun to have that side of me. Yeah, it's not easy to be to put things down. Everybody kind of thinks it comes naturally. It's hard to, to write it down, and then it kind of lives forever there. Oh, definitely, yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of outtakes, per se, a lot mm. of going back and checking my work and making sure this is how I want it to sound each and every time. But it's fun to have the fans see uh, a different side of us. Zach, this is year number three for you. Um, how much have you grown from way back when to now? Yeah, it's been an unbelievable transformation. I mean, that first year, I didn't really have an offseason. Uh, didn't really come in till camp for that first year. Last year, I had a little hamstring injury throughout the OTAs and the mini camp. So that kind of set me back as well. So this was the kind of the first full year that I had an offseason uh, going into this year. So it was a great experience for me to have all the OTAs and the mandatory minicamp as well. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the season. And then after that, I know you were out uh, up in Canada watching the U.S. Women's World Cup team. Your girlfriend, yeah. Julie Johnson, congratulations. What, what was that like to be part of the national pride and, and to win a gold medal? Yeah, I feel like that's the only sport that our, that everyone in the U.S. can kind of truly get around. There's no Eagles versus Dallas. It's everyone <laughs> for the country. Um, so it was a lot of fun being up there and supporting her and seeing the girls win was an unbelievable experience. Uh, achievement. Do you visualize it all? Boy, what would it be like when the Eagles win the Super Bowl? How all these Eagles fans will yeah. go crazy like that? Yeah, now it's kind of my turn to hold up our end of the bargain. Uh, it would be an um, unbelievable experience for us to kind of go out there and win and have a Super Bowl and a World Cup trophy uh, under one roof. I like that. And then I know you went to back out to Hollywood and did the, the MMA again. Yeah. Uh, looked like the guns are looked like a ripper. Trying, yeah, yeah, trying. Uh, it was a lot of fun going out there, training with Lane and uh, John Moffat as well, who we have on the team now. Uh, I was out there for a little bit down in San Diego with Darren Sproles right. and Sanchez, and we had a little Nest West out there for about a week, which was a lot of fun. We had about 12 guys down there training. Um, so it was a really good offseason. I got a lot better, and I think a lot of guys did as well. All these new faces, Zach, what is the mood in the locker room? What's the camaraderie like? Oh, uh, it's great. I mean, this is what training camp's for, to build that camaraderie. Uh, we have a lot of new guys, obviously. So all the camaraderie is going to be built out on the field and at the hotel and in meetings each and every day. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see this team grow because where we are now is not where we're going to be uh, come September 13th. Early thoughts uh, as we wrap this up here with Sam Bradford and he's on the field and everybody's excited. Yeah. As somebody who's catching passes from him, uh, what's your scouting report? Uh, what you see is what you get. I mean, he was the number one overall pick for a reason. Uh, he can put the ball wherever he wants it, but the team has to carry Sam as well. It's not Sam carrying us. Uh, it's all all 22 of us kind of building around each other, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun this year. Zach Ertz, thanks, man. Yep, thank Way you, Way to guys. get training camp going. Zach Ertz in studio here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. 
With extra 20 checking from Santander, you can get paid $20 a month. Just direct deposit $1,500 or more and pay two bills a month with the online bill pay feature. Then you can get paid $20 a month. That's just the way it works. So what are you waiting for? Press the trauma unit five. What do we got? BP 64 over 40. Two units of overnight Multiple foreign objects in the body. Scissors. If you're the guy from the operation game, you get operated on. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to GEICO. It's what you do. Carbs to compete. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. With Xfinity, stream your recordings anywhere. Or download them to your smartphone or tablet to watch when you're offline. Oh, man, that would be nice. Let's take it on the train. Awesome. Or on a plane. This will work in a plane. You can even watch on the moon. <laughs> Call or click today. Stop by your McDonald's for the summer break menu. Choose from a delicious double cheeseburger, filet of fish six-piece chicken McNuggets, or a snack wrap, plus a small fry for just $2.50, and bring brighter days to your summer. Only at McDonald's for a limited time. I'm loving it. And we're loving Inside Training Camp, presented by Xfinity, Dave Spadaro, Bo Wolf. Time now to talk a little bit about the basics of the game of football. Yeah, we hope you love our new segment, Football 101 with Ross Tucker. And who better to teach you the specifics, the inside football parts of the football game than a former NFL offensive lineman in Ross Tucker. What do you need to know when you're watching the game? How can you be a smarter football fan than your friends? Well, let's find out from Ross Tucker, who starts today by talking about the base defense, 3-4 versus 4-3. What does that mean, and how does it play out on the field? We send it now to Ross. Welcome into the inaugural segment of Football 101 here at PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I'm former NFL offensive lineman Ross Tucker, also the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. We're glad you're here. We're as excited about football starting as you guys are. My job, though, for the next few weeks is going to be to educate you. I want to make sure that you know more than any of your buddies, any of your coworkers, and especially your father-in-law and or brother-in-law, if you have them, about the sport of football. We're going to start today by talking a little bit of defense. You hear 4-3, you hear 3-4. What really is the difference and why do teams employ each? Pretty simple. 4-3 means four defensive linemen, three linebackers, 3-4, three, three defensive linemen, four linebackers. The number one reason why teams run one scheme or the other is pretty simple, and it comes down to personnel. Do they have more good defensive linemen, or do they have more good linebackers to employ a 3-4? There are also other benefits that we'll get into in terms of a 4-3 and a 3-4 as well. First thing we want to look at is sort of your base 4-3 over front. What you really want to be looking at to tell the difference between a 4-3 over and a 4-3 under 
is the defensive tackles. Right there, you've got Marcus Kuhn. He's on the outside shoulder of Zach Martin. Now look, you've got Jason Witten over here as the tight end. That's the strong side of the offense's formation. So if the defensive tackles are shifted over, like Marcus Kuhn and Jonathan Hankins are, and slanted towards Jason Witten, it is an over front. Now we'll get into this in subsequent episodes here of Football 101, but Marcus Kuhn is in a three technique on the outside shoulder of Zach Martin. Jonathan Hankins is in a one technique on the backside shoulder of the center. But really, the defensive tackles being over towards the tight end is what indicates that it is a 4-3 over front. And then, of course, it's just a little inside run to the left side, and Jonathan Hankins did his job. I used to always love, absolutely love, running weak side against them. Now we're going to take a look at a 4-3 under front, and what you want to look at here again is the defensive tackles. Now, once again, you've got to the right side of the formation, you've got the strength. So both of the 49ers tight ends are to the strength of the formation over there. So instead of the Seahawks having an over front where this defensive tackle, Kevin Williams, would be on the outside shoulder of the right guard, Alex Boone, instead, he's on the play side shoulder of the center, the other defensive tackle is on the backside shoulder of the left guard. They call this an under front, and the Seahawks do it more than anybody else. The main reason why they do it is because they believe that that nose guard can eat up that center and essentially stuff any run plays that happen there. We'll take a look and see exactly what happened on this play. It's a little power scheme, and Frank Gore cuts it back and the backside defensive tackle is able to get in on the play. It was a, black, a back block, I should say, by the center, and the backside defensive tackle able to get in and make that play in the 4-3 under front. Now we'll actually take a look at a 3-4 front. This is a base 3-4 front, and what you want to notice here, it's pretty obvious, right? You've got three down linemen in their stances, you guys know who they are, Cedric Thornton, Benny Logan, and Fletcher Cox, and then four linebackers. What makes this a base 3-4 is that everybody's essentially lined up, head up, maybe a little bit inside if you see the defensive ends, Cox and Cedric Thornton, but essentially head up on the man that they will be combating on that play. That is what makes it a 3-4 front when they're in a base alignment on the inside shoulder, maybe even head up of that offensive tackle. The job of all of those guys up front is to two-gap the guy they're going against. Lynch cuts it all the way back here, and Fletcher Cox shows why he is Fletcher Cox. I mean, for him to just throw Russell Hakun and make that play, that's why Fletcher Cox is one heck of a player. Last but certainly not least, let's look at a 3-4 under front. And the point to make here is that just because it's a 3-4 doesn't mean that they always have to be lined up in a base look. So it's still 3-4 personnel front, but this is really an under look out of 3-4 personnel. And the key guy to look at there is number 58, Brooks Reed, the outside linebacker who's head up on the tight end. So if you remember, this actually looks very similar to the under front we showed with Seattle where you've got the defensive tackle to the tight end inside of the offensive guard 
to that side. But instead of it being a defensive end on the tight end, it's an outside linebacker because the Houston Texans elected to stay in 3-4 personnel on this play. And we'll again see how this play sorts itself out. Seems like there's a lot of cutting back going on. That happens more often than you think in the NFL. So now that we have a pretty good idea of a base 4-3 over, a base 4-3 under, 3-4 base as well as a 3-4 under, you have a little bit of a better idea of where we're going with this thing and what the base fronts are. In the next episode, we'll actually tell you what those techniques mean. When I say a one technique or a three technique, you're gonna know exactly what that means on the next segment of Football 101 here at PhiladelphiaEagles.com, which of course, you can always access the archives of this as well, so you never have to miss an episode. Great stuff, Ross. You can catch Football 101 every other day here on Inside Training Camp. We thank very much Ross Tucker for that. Now, tomorrow, a big day for the Eagles, a big day for the fans, a big day for us here on Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity. We're going to be at Lincoln Financial Field, the public invited. Come on down. The gates open at 10 a.m. It's the first of two public practices. And I hope we're going to get to hear you on the mic at Lincoln Financial Field. I will be on the mic. I'll also be in studio with Walter Thurman. Make sure you're with us there. And Chip Kelly meets the media. Things Heating up at training camp, we've got it all for you here on Inside Training Camp, presented by Xfinity. Bo Wolf, Dave Spader, we thank you for joining us. Have yourselves a great Eagles Day.